You're listening to Orlando Credit Union's On The Money. I'm your host, Kaylee Green, and today I'm joined by Orlando Credit Union's real estate lending manager, Keith Bertrand. Hi, Keith. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, Kaylee. I am so happy that you are back. You've been with us a few times so far. So are you loving the podcast life? I think that you do an amazing (laughs) job with this. Every time I watch it, I learn something new. All the people that work here are very knowledgeable. The staff here that puts this on, it looks beautiful every time I come in. Come in today and the the system and the setup is even more cool. (laughs) I think it's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, You are very knowledgeable in all things real estate lending and mortgages. So I am so happy that you're here to chat with us because I think we're talking about something that's pretty prevalent during this time of year. So today we're talking about Orlando Credit Union's VA mortgages and how they benefit veterans. So of course, with Veterans Day coming up, that's an important topic to look at and a good reminder for those who might not know that we offer that kind of loan. Before we get into the nitty gritty of that, though, for those who might be first time listeners, just give us a little elevator pitch about what you do and what you've done over the years with mortgages. Sure. I'm lucky enough to be born and raised here in Central Florida. It's probably been the greatest adventure going from a little kid going to the beach and buying my first house, you know, at the age of 32. In the midst of all that, though, I started in mortgages back in 2013 with Wells Fargo, worked my way up through there to lending management, got an opportunity to go to Wells, excuse me, to Fairwinds Credit Union, became the AVP of lending over there. After a little bit more work, got the opportunity to come over here and run this amazing company's mortgage department. Uh, We have a great team. So I'm about in year 10 of the mortgage world now. I'm a little bit young, probably, than most people that would get this position, but all the hard work that I've done and the dedication that I show to my members and my and my borrowers, I think is the reason why I've gotten here. Yeah, and I think that you are the perfect person for the job. Of course, like you said, you've worked really hard to get here and you really know your stuff. So I think that's very important and something that people look for when they're looking for somebody to help them with their mortgage. You know, that's such a big um, thing to look at when you are making that jump into the world of I want to be a homeowner. 100%. And continuing education is the most important thing. The government changes its rules almost every week. Mm -hmm. And being able to stay on top of those things, understanding the market, the treasury, the yields, the bonds, and being able to look into the future and say, hey, let's set up our department for success three months from now, 12 months from now. What can we do today to make us better tomorrow and next year? And I think that our team buying into that and under some great leadership that we have, we're set up really well for the future. I absolutely agree. So today specifically, we are going to be talking about VA loans or Veterans Affairs mortgages because Veterans Day is quickly approaching. We are definitely in that time of year as we're in the month of November. So what makes this mortgage unique? For those who might not know anything about it, give us a little bit of a synopsis. I know I certainly came into this not knowing much about this mortgage. Sure. I am the father of an Army veteran. My grandfather was Marine. Uh, This loan particularly has a good spot for me. Uh, It's something that I appreciate that our United States government has provided this for us because it does have a tremendous amount of benefits. I would say the first thing I kind of want to get into, though, is a little tidbit of information. So there's three places that lending institutions can sell their loans to. Okay, You have Freddie Mae, you have Freddie Mac, and you have Guinea Mae. Now, Freddie and Fannie are both considered private 
entities. If I want to do a $300,000 loan, I can take two options. I can take that money and keep it in our portfolio and I can make interest earned income every month on whatever that amount would be, right? Or I can sell that loan to Fannie or Freddie for a percentage of money. Now, I won't make as much money as I would if I keep it on my portfolio for 12 months, 30 years, for example, but I keep liquidity to be able to lend to the next person and the next person and the next person. So for smaller institutions like ourselves that maybe don't have billions of dollars to lend out, it allows us to make, I don't want to say pennies compared to what we would make, but not as much to keep us being able to lend to more and more people. Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, the government created Guinea Mac, and that is a private uh, government version of that that allows all government loans, so FHA, VA, USDA, for example. And because of that, they've tailored the VA loan specifically to benefit veterans. Okay. The most important thing I believe about this loan is that there's no down payment. For example, which is huge. Which is huge, right? And so f- for a very long time, 20% down was the norm. Had to be 20% down, right? So quick math, 300,000, 60 grand. Like that's a ton of money to yeah. save to be able to – a veteran doesn't have to do that. It's amazing. Now, there is something called a Fed uh, funding rate. Okay. okay. Or excuse me, a VA funding rate. Now, that amount of money is 2.15% of whatever the purchase price is, a lot less. And if they want to put any money down like 5% or 10%, for example, that goes down to 1.5 and 1.25% respectively. Now, that money goes directly towards the principal, so it's benefiting them. But then that uh, VA funding fee, that is the money that goes to help pay for other people to get the same service. Okay, so it sounds like there are a lot of really great benefits that come with this loan. There's a tremendous amount. There's also no PMI. So private mortgage insurance was created so that people wouldn't have to put 20% down. And that's conventional loans, FHA, VA loans, whatever. You put 3% down, was never a thing until just you know a few years ago, okay. always 20% down. With only putting 0% down, paying the 2.15% VA funding fee, no PMI. Traditionally, someone that has like a 680 credit score, mm-hmm. putting 3% down, that's like 400 bucks a month for private mortgage insurance or PMI. Yeah. That does not go on to the VA loan. So there's no down payment, no PMI. Unbelievable. That sounds like it's a really great benefit for those who, you know, might be looking for something that would be in a more affordable price range. So that's awesome that that is even something that exists. But uh, along with the fact that it is a more unique mortgage, uh, there are specific eligibility requirements, obviously, for obtaining sure. a VA mortgage. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about what's required in order to uh, be able to have this mortgage. Sure. So there's there's two different sections of that. There's the paperwork section, and then there's sort of like the traditional guidelines that okay. they set, right? The first thing you have to have is a DD-214. That tells anybody in the world that you're a military member. Yes. Right? Yeah. The second thing is called a COE or a certificate of eligibility. This is a particular piece of paper that is has to be obtained through the Veterans Affairs website. And they have to have a certain amount of service depending on how long they've been there. And they earn both of those two pieces of paper. So that's step one. Okay. You have to say that you're in the military and you have to serve long enough to be able to do that. Now, the specifics of that, there's wartime service, there's non-wartime service, there's reserve service. It's like six months, 12 months, 18 months sort of numbers to kind of throw those out there. Um, So it's not technically something you can get into immediately, but it is something once you've served for a little bit of time, you're eligible for it. 
Is it just, and if you don't know this, just let me know, but is there a specific time frame that determines what you're, like, does your number change as far as payment is concerned, depending on if you've served longer or shorter, or is it just one specific number, no matter how long that you served? It's one specific number, okay. no matter how long you've served. Okay. But it is, but the wartime and the non-wartime and the reserves is sort of that particular thing. Okay. But the Fed funding rate only goes, excuse me, the VA funding rate only goes down depending on how much money you put down. Because it's always going to be 2.15%. Okay. But if you put 5% down, it drops to 1.5. You put 10% or more down, it drops to 1.25. Okay. So where you're really seeing those number adjustments is depending on if you want to put money down or right. not. And it's only a benefit to them because it's allowing them to take principal down. So you don't have to pay as much interest, right, on you know, whatever, 300000 you're paying interest mm -hmm. on 280000 Maybe not a ton of money over that amount of time. But the times that we live in now, any savings will help. Oh, yeah. And this economy, absolutely. <laughs> so are those the only two items that you need in order to uh, be eligible? As far as paperwork, yes. Okay. So now let's get into the other half right. of that. Uh, the other things, it has to be primary residence. So no second homes, vacation homes, investment properties. No Airbnb. Right. You can't, <laughs> you can't make any money off the government, right? They, they want you to be able to live in a home and you know, take care of your family. Okay. So it's going to be primary residence. The other benefit is it goes down to 580 credit score. And that's something that okay. I think is pretty big. Now, FHA goes down there sometimes, but traditionally 620 is sort of your minimum credit score these days for, for a mortgage. VA allows you to go down to 580. And I think it's also huge because traditionally people that are in the, that younger age, 18, 19, 20, 22, they're getting in the military, they've served, they want to get out, they got you know maybe some cash in their hand because they don't have to pay for a lot of different things while they're in there. But <clears throat> building credit is not something that's really taught. And I think that's a huge benefit for the 580. There's also, we refer to it as debt to income. So for example, if you make $5,000 a month and your mortgage is $2,500 a month, you, know, you have a 50% DTI, Yeah. right? Now, the one I would say negative thing about veteran loans is that you can only go to 41%. So in that scenario, your mortgage should only be $2,000 a month, right? As opposed to the $2,500 a month. Yeah. It's just a conversation you'd have to have with whoever's doing a loan for you. Yeah. So then at that point, you might want to consider putting down a down payment so that you have a smaller amount that you're paying per month. 100%. That is very, very smart. Okay. Good to know. So, of course, we've talked about what's required. And I do want to touch on a little bit. You mentioned, you know, that a lot of people who are getting out of the military, they're in that younger age range, that age range where, you know you're not looking at buying a home because homes are expensive nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those people in their early to late 20s are looking at renting. But this kind of opens up a whole new door for those who might be coming out of the military that they might have that option and they might be able to afford to look at buying a home instead of just paying that huge lump sum to rent. Oh, yeah. The National Association of Realtors, the Mortgage Bankers Association, the economic forums all around the United States. If they survey people all the time on how they want to buy a house, I want to buy a home. Everyone wants to buy a house. The number one issue with buying a home in America is down payment. Yeah. And the VA loan allows them not to have to do that. That is incredible and yeah. so great to hear. So what does the approval process look like for this loan specifically? Other than the eligibility paperwork uh, and the minimum credit scores, the DTI, the process is pretty much the same. Okay. You come in, you sit down, you talk about your life, talk about your goals. You say, hey, you know, I'm interested in buying in this area. You fill out the application, you run your credit, you work with a great professional lender credit union. 
They tell you exactly how much you can afford. They give you that awesome piece of paper that says, I'm pre-qualified for $350,000. You then can go out into the world. You can use one of our realtors that we work with. They'll take you on a journey to find exactly what you want. And I can promise you that if you're in a bidding war with four or five different people, and you walk in there with a piece of paper that says you're a veteran, there's a really good chance you're going to get that home over somebody else. And I feel like right now, especially what I'm seeing is that people who are selling homes are looking for those more specific, unique aspects to the buyers. Sure. So that could also be beneficial there. You know, I'm hearing of a lot of people saying, well, I got the home because I wrote the the seller a letter explaining that I want to start a family here, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like that could also be really beneficial there too. That is a very old school strategy. And and it, it brings out the people in people. I know it's yeah. sort of an oxymoron, but we live in a society now where everything's on the phone or everything's on mm-hmm. the camera. You know, everything's, I mean, we're kind of doing it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same aspect, pulling on the heartstrings of somebody that lived in that home for 20 years, raised their family, describing exactly what they did in that home. Yeah. I think it wins every time. There's such an emotional attachment to owning a home, especially when you're there for, like you said, 20, 30 years even. I mean, selling it to somebody who you know is going to take good care of it. And not make it an investment property and not, you know, let it run into the ground. Like those are good things. It happens a lot. I don't, I mean, I don't know how often you drive around here in central Florida, but there are blue tarps all over the place. Yeah. And maybe it's not necessarily their fault, but a veteran traditionally is going to have a job forever. Yeah. And that are going to take care of that home. And the way that we can allow them to move in there with this great program, I think, speaks folds to, to both parties. So let's talk about the potential advantages or disadvantages of using a VA mortgage when it comes to refinancing. Sure. Does that impact it at all? And how so, if yes? Yeah, it really does. And there's a couple different versions of refinancing, right? There's non-cash out and then there's cash out. Traditionally, when you do a non-cash out, Usually it's because you're mad at your lender and you kind of want to go somewhere else, right? (laughs) Or maybe there's a lower rate or maybe you're banking differently. You lose a job and you go here, you go there. So there's a couple different things. In the aspect of those two scenarios of cash out and non-cash out, the biggest advantage for a VA loan is you can go to 90% loan to value. On a traditional conventional product, you can go to 80%. So let's just say you need that extra 10, 15, $20,000. Being able to go from 80% loan to value to 90% loan to value is huge. And to put that a little bit more simple, if you're going to buy a home, putting 10% down or putting 20% down. So loan to value is the amount of money that you owe compared to the difference of what you've paid down, okay. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? And so getting that extra 10% is a, is a huge thing. The other product that is offered through the Veterans Affairs is called an interest rate reduction refinance. <laughs> Tongue twister. It's a Earl is what we call it. It's a lot easier, right, than all of that. Uh, But it's basically a streamline. And a streamline product is something where, for example, in 2020, right, when rates plummeted because the Fed decided to lower Fed funding rate to zero. And everyone who was smart was like, oh, hey, I'm paying 5.5%. I bought this loan in whatever, 2015. And now in 2020, my rate, I can go and get a 3.25% rate. You literally just go to your institution and you say, I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, I don't want to have the hassle of having to pay closing costs. I don't have the hassle of going through the whole lending process. You literally just call the Veterans Affairs people and you say, hey, I want to do an EARLA. They set you up 
with the paperwork that you need, you go to the institution that you have. And as opposed to going through all that nonsense, having to reapply, do all the stuff, they do a soft pull and things of that nature just for risk purposes. Mm -hmm. But it literally just will drop their rate from that 5% to like 4% for nothing. Wow. Yeah. So it is a really great benefit too. 100%. It sounds like this is just a mortgage that has like a bountiful supply of good benefits and perks that come with it. So I think if, you know, you are somebody who is a veteran and you are looking for a mortgage, this is a fantastic option. There is limited negatives to this product and a tremendous amount of positives to this product. Yeah. It's not for everybody, mm -hmm. right? As we talked about, the DTI could actually push someone into a conventional product. But if you're a veteran and you've served this country, you deserve to at least take a look at this loan and find out if it's good for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Keith, for breaking that down a little bit for us. To learn about Orlando Credit Union's many other mortgage options, you can head to our website at orlandocreditunion.org, or you can make an appointment in one of our branches to find out more. Until next time, we're investing in you. Orlando Credit Union is providing this podcast as a public service. The information provided is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of Orlando Credit Union policy. Reference to any specific product does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the credit union. Views and opinions expressed by Orlando Credit Union employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of the credit union or any of its officers. Orlando Credit Union is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast.